Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back, mamas. I've got a question for you. Are you stressed? Do you have stress in your life? I know you're like, seriously, Jenny, who doesn't have stress in their life, right? Of course I have stress in my life. Well, then my next question is, how do you relieve your stress? What do you do to reduce your stress? And if you're kind of scratching your head and wondering how to answer that, then listen up because I have a guest that can speak into your life. My guest today is going to help us decrease our stress naturally. Kaylin McBee is the owner of Balanced Massage and Wellness Center located in Newington, Connecticut. She has a degree in sports medicine, is a board certified massage therapist and Reiki master and a former teacher. Her passion for helping others led her to create a holistic practice that continues to expand its reach to the community in many ways, including educational opportunities like this podcast. Please help me welcome Kaylin McBee. Thanks, Jenny. I'm so happy to be here. I am so glad you are here. And I feel like this topic is just perfection because who cannot relate to this, right? I mean, I don't think there's a single person in the world that can't. Yeah. I mean, we have all, I think, come to a place where unfortunately we've understood how to work our lives at a higher level of stress. Mm -hmm. And so that stress feels like the norm to a lot of people. And it's really our job as practitioners to help people to be able to adapt and, um, and deal with that stress. Uh, not always from a huge gallon of wine or doing <laughs> yeah. other things that while fine in moderation, there are some really great ways and techniques to sort of decrease that stress in a natural and more healthy way. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's such a great place to start because that's such a good recognition of the reality of so many of us, like we probably know we have stress, but we don't understand what it is or how it's affecting our bodies, but even identifying what it is because we're so used to living that way that we don't even realize, oh, that actually is probably stress and maybe shouldn't be a part of my natural everyday in and out life. So why don't we start there? What is stress? So stress is our body's response to some stimuli. It could be an external stimuli, something that's going on in your life. Uh, it could be an internal stimuli, something that's going on with your health from inside. So it's uh, creates sort of a feeling of, uh, or emotion of physical tension. So um, we really can't control some of the stressors in our life, but we can control how we react to them. And I think more people are, again, beginning to understand how we can make that shift, how we can find a little bit more Zen, how we can um, create that sense of balance in our lives. Yeah, that's great. So what thinking about that of, of what it might be doing to our bodies and living with us all the time and not understanding that, in what ways does stress affect our lives, like our physical bodies? How is it actually affecting our bodies? 
So again, to your point, so there's a physical aspect of what stress does to our lives. And then there's an emotional and sort of the spiritual component too, because that's all interconnected. Um, so when we're looking at the physical stressors or physical stress responses, we're looking at things like increased cortisol levels. So that hormone that your body releases during that fight or flight, sometimes people have heard of the sympathetic system in our body. And, you know, back in the caveman times, we needed that in order to either uh, literally fight or uh, or run. And so unfortunately, that cortisol, sustained high level of cortisol decreases our immune system. So those sort of go in an opposite hand in hand. So when your cortisol levels are high, your immune system drops. So that's also a part of one of the, um, what happens when your body gets stressed. Uh, we're talking about things like disrupted sleep, and as we know, when we don't get sleep, uh, especially the moms who are listening mm -hmm. and, the, and the friends of moms and the families of moms know that when you aren't getting sleep, it just puts you in a topsy-turvy. And so certainly stress can do that. We're talking and then, then that can then forward itself to brain fog, um, to just sort of that clouded head of not understanding what's going on. Even things like chronic inflammation, so pain in your joints, uh, as well as heart disease. And then there's also physical pain that stress can cause. You know, often in our practice, we see people come in and say, gosh, my, my neck and my shoulders are just really killing me today. And I might mm -hmm. say, well, did you do anything differently in this past week? They'll say, oh my gosh, my stress levels have been, you know, through the roof. So it can manifest itself in that physical pain as well. That is quite a list. <laughs> it is. And you know, unfortunately, I can, I could go on and on. Um, and again, that's talking about the physical side. The emotional side is how we deal in relationships with everyone. And that includes ourselves. So how we talk to ourselves, how we deal with the stress, that the emotional changes that come from stress, how we deal with our families, how we talk to our children or talk to our partners. You know, if you've had a real doozy of a day, it is, um, it's less likely that you'll have a high level of patience for the loved yeah. ones in your lives, right? You might be a little mm -hmm. snappier and yes. it's not because of anything they did. It's just because of the way that your body is handling that stress. Yeah, absolutely. So let's then talk about some natural ways to reduce our stress, because now that we are well aware of all these things we're experiencing, like, oh, that's actually stress. Yeah. Then, so you said like how we might respond to this. So what are some ways that we can respond? What are some things that we can do? Please help us. <laughs> what yeah. can we do so we can reduce this and live better lives? So I know that we are on a podcast that people don't want to listen to 17 hours worth of time. So I could certainly go on and on, but I just picked a couple of methods that we can think about and talk about. So one is mindfulness and we can sort of go into all of these. Yeah. Um, the first is mindfulness. Um, we'll talk a little bit about meditation, some essential oils that can be used to help reduce your stress levels, things like uh, body movement. And then of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention massage therapy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awesome. I love it. So right off the bat, these are things that we can do. So let's unpack these. So let's start with mindfulness. What do you mean by that? And what does that look like? Yeah. So um, really, if you've ever studied any aspects about mindfulness, there's a very famous, I'm not going to say 
um, he's really the one who uh, put the pieces together of how to identify mindfulness. And his name is John Kabat-Zinn. And his definition of mindfulness is paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. So that in itself is a lot to really unpack. So really being focused, paying attention to what is happening in the present. So you're not focusing on the past of things that you're ruminating about. Oh gosh, I said that to somebody or, oh, I should have done that differently. And you're also not, as my mom loves to say, you're not borrowing tomorrow's troubles today. So you're living in this moment. Um, you know, you're, so that's sort of the, the first part of that definition of mindfulness, if you will. Um, and then doing that in a non-judgmental way. For example, if, Perhaps you've gotten passed over for a promotion at work. That's a huge stressor. Mm -hmm. But to be able to think about that and not judge the person who perhaps did get that promotion or think about that in a different way, I think, for, again, for me, that's, that's a big challenge in, in living a mindful life every day. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I mean, that just makes me think of my son's baseball game I was at tonight and just, you know, the call that the umpire makes and like, no, that was a ball and he caught a strike or he called me out and I was safe and like all of those, like you can't control what they do. And so deciding how you are going to respond to that um, is key. Absolutely. So John Kabat-Zinn has a... Um, a quote that I love, and it says, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. And I think mm. that is really the epitome of being able to create a mindful practice and be able to, to rise and fall with the swells that naturally come in our lives. There really is not a way for us to, to eliminate the stress, but there are ways that we can deal with it. Yeah. And that's such a good reminder because it's not like the stress isn't going to be there. It's how we process that and let that move through our body and experience that is the difference. So that's such a good distinction. Yeah. Awesome. Anything more with mindfulness before we... Well, just to remind people that all of these options for helping to reduce stress naturally are a practice and mm. just because you hear it once for the first time again going back to that non-judgmental piece it's a practice some days it comes really easily some days it is you have to be really thoughtful about it so just give yourself a little bit of grace as you're starting to incorporate some of these practices into your everyday life um, because it is an integration and it might take a it might take a half a second <laughs> so uh, let me ask you uh, one thing with that before we go on to the next one but how do you do that so how do you practice what does that look like um to practice the non-judgmental uh, mindset so one of the tools or tricks that i use is to put myself in someone else's shoes so again the example that you used about the umpire calling a ball versus a strike or what you thought that it wasn't, you know, that umpire is a human being and who the heck knows what is going on in that umpire's life that may have affected that particular call. So where you might be really upset by that and it might 
you know, sort of start your red flags coming up and up just to take us just to take a half a breath and think, how important is that? Do I need, is this life or death? Is this something that I really need to, to have that judgment about? And perhaps I'm going to try to put myself in the other person's shoes in order to see what their perspective is. And that's been one of the tools that I have found to be really helpful in creating a sense of non-judgment. Mm, that's great. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So meditation, what does that look like? Meditation. So for people who have meditated in the past, you'll see, I love a definition. So sort of an advanced definition of uh, meditation is engaging in a mental exercise such as concentrating on your breath or having a mantra, a, a small short sentence that you might repeat over and over and over again for the purpose of reaching a heightened level of spiritual awareness. So that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and for people who have never meditated before, I prefer just um, engaging in a reflection on something, just really sitting and thinking about something sometimes i've heard people say meditating is thinking about nothing and i've been a meditator for many many years and for me a meditation that feels like it was really helpful for me in that day is not to have no thoughts but to encourage those thoughts to come in like a cloud and then float right out again mm -hmm. so it's less about not trying to think about something it's more about allowing those thoughts to float away as as equally as they have come in awesome and what does that what does that do for you when you do that because I, i'm just thinking for those that have not done meditation and just understanding what how what does that do after you meditate versus what you were like before so oftentimes if i have a particular i'll call it a puzzle in my brain whether it's something that i've really been thinking about for the business practice or perhaps there's something going on in the family that i really want to come to a resolution with and i just can't get that answer i'll often just sit and i'll find myself perhaps thinking about that particular topic but really just allowing my brain to not think about it and then when you start to even allow other things to come in oftentimes the answer will come or if it doesn't come that's okay but what i found after i've done a meditation and it can be short it can be long is just a sense of calm mm -hmm. a sense of being present in that moment a sense of opening myself again to a perhaps a perspective of another person and just bringing for me uh, a sense of centeredness. So mm -hmm. that's how I, I feel after I meditate. Sounds good to me. Yeah. We'll take it all. And, and yes. it, it, this is a practice for me too. So some days yeah. feels like it goes like garbage and not that there's a yeah. good meditation or a bad meditation. And I think it's really important to understand that there's no wrong ways to meditate. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you're taking a moment to, um, to be contemplative, that it, it physically looks different to a lot of people. So people can find, you know, you don't have to um, sit with legs crossed with your fingers <laughs> exactly. in that, you know, particular ohm position that you don't have to be chanting. There doesn't have to be, you know, incense burning. Maybe mm -hmm. if that's your jam, then that's terrific, but that's not mm -hmm. how it works for everybody. So you can often focus on your breath 
thinking about an inhalation and an exhalation, imagine those breaths like a wave that is that that can be very meditative and very calming. Um, just sitting in silence, or if there's something, um, sometimes I'll just pick a word and I'll think, what do I, what am I seeking today? And maybe the word is joy. And so I just sit in, in quiet or in silence if I can, or with some soft music. And I just repeat the word joy in my head. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's good for me. And, and then other days I get on my treadmill and try to make sure that I don't fly off the back or that I'm not <laughs> sweating so hard that my, that it's falling into my eyes. And because that concentration level is on that next step that I'm taking and I get into my breath work and, you know, breathing three in and then breathing three out, that is a form of moving meditation. So just mm-hmm. to reiterate, there's no wrong way to meditate. So whatever feels good for you is what I encourage people to do. That's wonderful. And you mentioned breathing twice, and I know you have a technique with that. So why don't we just talk about that now? Like if you want to lead us on um, what that looks like, um, what what a breathing exercise could look like. Sure. So first, let's just take three seconds to figure out how are you feeling right now? And you, you don't have to share, just sort of think of that. And now we're going to do this breathing together. So we're going to inhale for four counts through the nose. We're going to hold that breath for four counts. We're going to exhale for four counts out of the mouth. And then we're going to hold the bottom of that breath for four counts again. So we'll do that for two rounds. It doesn't take a long time. You can do this anywhere. I love it. So I'll count as maybe you're breathing. Okay, ready? So inhale one, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale through the nose, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. Ah, I love it. (laughs) And so are you feeling, are you noticing, are you being mindful now of any differences that you may be feeling from before we did just two cycles of that breath? Yeah, I feel like even inside my head just feels clearer. It just that's hard to describe. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my, like definitely I feel calmer here in my chest, but also just in my head, it literally feels clearer. I'm so glad. <laughs> That's amazing. That was probably, well, maybe that was good to do it now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> now I'm just really relaxed. Oh wait, we have more to talk about. <laughs> That's great. Cause that prepares us for the next step. So that amazing and i know there's a lot of science behind that which we don't have to go into now but i do think that's fascinating maybe we can have a whole nother podcast to talk about that but right now we're just focusing on the techniques and and the things to be able to do so meditation breathing that's a very simple thing you can do that driving i mean that you can do that anywhere you can do that in the middle of a meeting when things might be getting heated or confusing so that is a really really great tool to have in our tool belt so thank you you're welcome. Um, so essential oils. Tell yes. us about that. 
So again, we could go and talk for days and days and days about this, but essential oils are plant essences. They come from the material of the plant and they're extracted using steam. So um, it's not like lemon juice. It's actually, if you've ever peeled the lemon rind and squeezed it, you can sort of see that little explosion of mm -hmm. the oil that comes from the rind. So plant, uh, excuse me, essential oils rather come from those plant essences and certain plants have therapeutic properties for us. Now, really quickly, you can get the benefits of these essential oils either through inhalation. So you can put a couple of drops into a diffuser so they get into the air. You can also use them dermally, which means on the skin. Oftentimes we encourage you to use them with a carrier oil or a lotion. And some can be ingested, but I would certainly recommend that you do additional research to make sure that you're ingesting ones that are safe. But just to let you know, some of the essential oils that really help to decrease stress. So the top one probably that most people have heard is lavender. Mm -hmm. um, very calming. It's the most um, sedentary or depressing in, in a good way, depressing of that uh, mm -hmm. cortisol levels for the essential oils. Another one, uh, second only to lavender is an oil called bergamot. It it's in the citrus family and has that kind of citrusy grapefruit, not quite a lemon, not quite a lime essence. Um, chamomile is another one. Oftentimes you'll hear about that being in chamomile tea or sleepy time mm -hmm. tea, things like um, orange and rose and the most fun essential oil to say it's called ylang ylang. So those <laughs> are um, some really um, some oils that help to get your center and balance back. They're great used before uh, ahead of time. So for example, if you know you're going into a stressful meeting or mm -hmm. you're having, you're going to have a conversation with one of your kids, or you are about to do something that is a little bit scary for you, or, or you're about to go to bed, those are the times would, that would be great to utilize those essential oils. I love it. Amazing. Yeah. And then how about body movement? So with body movement, we're talking about things like exercise. So walking, um, it doesn't have to be ultra stressful. It really just is moving your body. And then when we talk about moving your body and, and I encourage people to move their bodies in the way that appeals to them. So a lot of people talk about yoga. Yoga is great. It incorporates stretching. It's gentle movement, but some people just don't like yoga and that's fine too. So if running is your jam, then do that. If playing squash on a squash court is the way that you love it, or maybe you love being in the water. So swimming is good for you. Mm. Any sort of body movement is going to be advantageous for helping to decrease those stress levels, help with sleep, uh, reduce cortisol, all of that. I love it. So good, especially since we are just so much more sedentary than we have ever been as a society. So that's such a good reminder just to be conscientious of moving our body and making sure we're not just sitting all the time. Yeah. Um, and then your last one that you had mentioned is massage therapy. And I know we're going to, we're actually devoting a whole podcast to massage therapy. So I'm excited about that. We'll have you back on. Um, but just briefly, um, why did you add that to the list? Well, a lot of people find the benefit to receiving massage therapy on a regular basis. And 
study after study and research project after research project have shown that massage is a huge part of people's wellness plans. So massage therapy is a way that lots of people incorporate stress reduction into their lives. And when they come to see us or receive massage, they notice the benefits and, and studies have shown and research projects and there's a ton of data on how massage can be really helpful. So certainly decreasing those cortisol levels, decreasing stress um, helps to provoke, uh, promote restful sleep, helps to increase body awareness and really just calms the nervous system. So that's from the emotional and the mental side. From the physical aspects, you're um, you know, just relaxing all those tight muscles. When you're stressed, your shoulders tend to creep up like this. Mm -hmm. So I, I literally will push my hands down and shoulders <laughs> will drop <laughs> by two or three inches. It's, it's pretty amazing, the, those results. Um, we're looking at decreasing chronic pain. And so chronic pain can be an incredible stressor for, for people, whether it's a a chronic injury or something that continues, you know, whether it's headaches or jaw pain, you know, massage can really be helpful for all of those things. It helps to lower blood pressure and heart rate, um, strengthens the immune system. So as people are in that high stress zone and their cortisol levels are high, again, I mentioned it decreases the effectivity of our immune system. And so massage can really help to, to make that benefit. I love it. That's absolutely amazing. Wow, Kaylin, thank you so much for sharing such information. You are just a wealth of knowledge. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and sharing these practical tips with us, mamas who need this on a regular basis. So how can people get in touch with you if they're like, I need more of Kaylin in my life and she mentioned massage, like how do I get in touch with her? Absolutely. So the best way to find us is probably online. Our website is balancemassagect.com. And of course, that will take you to our online booking system. It gives you information about all of the services that we offer. And um, we're really here to serve the community. And so if there's any ways that we can do that, whether it's with hands-on time, whether it's coming to take some of our yoga classes at our studio, or whether it's sharing this type of information with anybody in your community, we're always here to help. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kaylin. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.